Now this title is quite contradictory, isn't it? How can you become world class without a case? Things sometimes which don't make sense at all start to make sense no matter how weird they are when you look at it from a dream's perspective. And this, my friends, is one such dream where everything that didn't make sense came together and somehow made sense. With this, welcome to the third episode of In the Land of Weird Dreams. It is my request that you don't listen to this podcast, but close your eyes and dream it. 2nd October 2019, I became a world-class detective whose first case was to find a case. find myself sitting on a bench flipping newspaper wearing a purple coat at a railway station. Now everybody uh, on a railway station is in a hurry like they usually are. And while I'm just still sitting on that bench flipping my newspaper, I look right and I see this kid hurriedly running towards me. And before I even have a chance to react, the kid comes and clashes right through me and my newspaper and falls off. When he falls off, he scatters around a bunch of magazines that have me on the cover. As the most revered detective in the whole wide world, I pick up the magazine, not the kid, and open it. Now, I don't remember what is written inside of the magazine. This moment, I cannot remember some parts of my dream. The kid shouts, Why were you reading a newspaper that is 10 years old? I say, A past gone is a window to the future ahead. And I lift my newspaper, leave the magazine and the kid there and walk away swiftly. This means that the newspaper that I was reading was actually a 10-year-old newspaper. I walk and enter a bar type of situation. Everybody knows me. They all seem to respect me a lot. I straight go into my hotel room after a glass of whatever it is that I was drinking and open a chest. Opening the chest, I see that there's a real dead body frozen inside. I tear a piece of newspaper that I was reading and put it in the chest and shut it close. Looking myself in the mirror, I pull off my fake moustache and start singing Oprah kind of song. Dancing around and wavering here and there, my phone rings and a call comes. Detective, there has been a murder and with great enthusiasm, I open the door singing the opera and leave. I might have put the moustache back before leaving and after some time I reach a manor where the murder has taken place. Four bodies, each killed in a different way. One burned away, one stabbed, one poisoned and one pushed over the balcony. It was a very interesting thing to look at. I felt safe and felt like I'm in my zone. And I started devouring small things that could have or might have led to all of this. The four people killed were not ordinary men, I concluded. They were men of high power. I asked the servant, the chef, the people living in the manor, and they all said that they don't know about anything and didn't know how this came to be. Except I meet the kid on the railway station. He's the gardener there. I see him in the garden. I ask him, boy, do you know how this happened? The boy keeps quiet without uttering a single word. I ask him again, boy, is there something that you're hiding from me? And he does not say anything 
I slapped the boy hard out of the blue. He utters nothing. I explain him how it cannot be a coincidence to see you on the station and then meeting you here again. He doesn't say a word. I leave him at that. Searching for a clue, I find that the same magazine I had picked up on the station with my cover photo, I found it, the same magazine, also in the chef's kitchen. I asked the chef, what do you know about me? He said, nothing except that you're the best detective that the world has ever seen. I slap him too. And I said, what do you really know about me? Shouting. He whimpers and he says nothing. After this, I go out and I take a breather, only to find that the kid had just shot himself right in front of my eyes in the garden. I go back inside after telling everyone about the kid and they tell me that the chef is already dead too. Puzzled with these happenings, I go back to my den, my room and pull off my moustache and sit on my bed, thinking. Slowly pulling out a needle from my sleeves, from the same hand I slapped both of them. The needle comes out and we see that it is a green liquid. Now I got up and I put the remainder of that liquid, how much ever was left, in the vial inside my drawer. After this, I opened the chest where the dead body was kept and stuffed it into my trunk and I drove it to the manor in the night. Now I take the dead body out and I tie a rope around the frozen dead body and pull it up until it reaches the same height as the chandelier that is there in the grand hall of the manor. And then I leave. Now you must have understood by now, I am not really solving a case here, I am making a case. There's more though, stay with me. Next morning, I get a call again. And they tell me there has been a murder again. And I drive to the manor again. And I see the body that I only kept the previous night. And I told them to lower the body. And then I noticed that piece of newspaper from 10 years ago that I had only put on the dead body. And then the small piece of date that was with it. I match it with my original newspaper acting as if this piece fits perfectly. I then go on to say that I got this newspaper from the kid who you know has shot himself. The newspaper has clear mention of an article that covers the previous four deaths in this house, the powerful men. The murder was done with rage. You can see the picture of these four powerful men right on the front page. The man here who has tied himself to the rope is your murderer. He is the one who has killed them, then shamelessly murdered the boy, the chef because they had seen something he didn't want them to see. Upon finishing his task, he went on and hanged himself after taking six lives. Case solved. Now the owner of the manor asks, but how do you know the chef had seen something? I say, if he hasn't seen anything, then why is he dead? And why are you alive? And they shut up. Singing opera fabulously, I leave the place, reach my room and remove my diary and I write under a headline called Suicide Venom Case. I write below it in big capital letters, SOLVED. And the diary was filled with complex cases just like this. And this is when I realized that I don't solve cases. I am a detective whose first case is to find a case. When he fails, he creates one and solves it on his own and had been doing it for ages. <laughs> And after I realized that, I remember something more was about to happen.
But then I opened my eyes, pulled into the reality right in that moment, and my heart raced so fast. <laughs> and I just realized that this was all me who just did that. Now let me tell you, a death in a dream is way more impactful when you wake up, after you wake up. Especially when you realize that you are the murderer, you are the one who has done all of it. Now this was a great dream to watch, but not a nice one to wake up to. As I went through my day in my real life, my heart was so heavy and I just thought about what kind of sociopath could do something like this. It is just as I said, it is unexplainable mysterious and I don't have any reason to have a dream like this but they come and when they come they always leave you surprised now one of the most beautiful things about this dream was if there is any beautiful thing about it it is the sheer cleverness creating problems only to solve them deliberately creating problems only to solve them if a detective can solve cases he by all means can also create even better cases to solve keep everyone entangled into the process of investigation while he follows his psychological drama and pursues it. After waking up, I just wish I knew how I killed the man who I had blamed for murder and kept in the chest frozen. I wish I knew who he was. The kid obviously killed himself and the chef also killed himself because of the drug I had cleverly injected in them while slapping. This is such a horrible dream. It is one of those dreams I wish I never played the lead in, but I did. With that, I think you've reached the end of another episode from In the Land of Weird Dreams. Uh, the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts as well and various other platforms. Do share it with your friends and families if my dream left you with something to think about. And as always, I wish you have a wonderful dream tonight. And remember, a creator creates out of chaos. Thank you for listening.